You're listening to Never Sleeps Network. Episode of the Potato Files. I'm your host, Human Potato of Comedy, Jeff Paul. My guest today is an award-winning comedy writer, comedian, and all-around great fucking guy. Graham Chitnin's here with us today. How you doing, Graham? I am here, and thank you for having me a week after I won that award, so I can be, you know, yeah, a week yeah. earlier. This is now your new intro. It's now my new intro. I've changed my LinkedIn profile. Canadian Screen Award winner, Graham Chitnin. Yes. Is that, what's, what's the name Chittenden? Chittenden, like what's its origin? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Its yeah. origin is uh, English. English? Yes. Chittenden. There's a pocket of us in Vermont that I've never met. And then there's me. Big family? Uh, big immediate family, small overall family. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And uh, did you have troubles with the name Chittenden when you first started? People still, getting it wrong? Or? Yeah, still have trouble with it. Yeah? Did yeah. you ever think of changing it? Yes. I was pulled into the office at Ajax Yuck Yucks very early on in comedy and Steve Kalantar, whose name is S. Fondiar. So, I mean, he's like, he's walking the walk. He's like, oh, no, you got you got to change his name, man. And uh, and then he pulled a waitress in and said, uh, you, uh, I don't like to do accents, but I don't know what Steve's is. So it like doesn't Steve. matter. Yeah, it's a good Steve. Steve's a great guy. Yeah. So, he's like, you, you, you think he's funny? She's like, yeah. He's like, what's his name? She's like, I don't know. I don't know. So, that's, he was like, he, he had, he had evidence. He had, you know, he had, could back it up with his own life. So, I thought about it then. I thought about it once when I recorded that album a long time ago with Jeff McHenry and Darren Rose. Yeah, yeah. I was going to change it then, and I didn't. And then now that the whole world knows my name, it's too late, right? Everybody fucking knows. Now that I'm a household, household. name. Household. Chittenden. Chitt- Schwarzenegger. <laughs> Talib Kweli. All these names. I don't come to you. You come to me. Steve uh, Steve never gave me uh, comedy advice, uh, but he did show me some big-titted girls he was following on Instagram. Yeah. Was every time I got there, he's like, buddy, check out the tits on this one. Yeah, he's a classic pervert. Yeah. <laughs> and he, he loves it so much. And so purely that you almost don't want to correct him. Well, like, he's very open about it too, like yeah. with the wait staff and everything. Like he's yeah. he's a me too story waiting to happen. Like I know time's up, but can we give Steve <laughs> another fifteen minutes? <laughs> Steve's he's, just gonna take it anyway. He's so like I heard a story. Second time I met him, he told me a story about him and his karate buddies going out and cruising for tail <laughs> and going down to the girl for so long that he couldn't talk the next day because he wore out his jaw and tongue muscles. <laughs> Second time I met him, first change your name second let me tell you about this time i couldn't talk <laughs> he's uh he's living a life that guy he's living Hopefully a life he finds a club out there and we I can know. get back to the durham region soon i enough. know um but let's uh you, you won a big award the other night i won a big award Canadian screen award for writing in a what is it variety show writing factual writing factual so we're a comedy show against factual so we won against big bear rescue okay but then we also won against the global national Okay. <laughs> for factual. And they're the news. And we beat their facts with our facts. Because <laughs> ours were funny, maybe. It, maybe. maybe. And it wasn't comedy at all, like the category? Didn't even say comedy in the category? Yeah, not even in the... Yeah. Because it's because we teach you about this town, and it happens to be hilarious or not, depending on how you feel about the CBC and what okay. they edited it down into. But yeah, we sort of won factual. But then it's funny, next month we're nominated for a Writers Guild Award in comedy, and we're against... Two episodes each of two sitcoms. Okay. So I believe it's two episodes of, well, maybe it's some combination, I forget now, some combination of Schitt's Creek 
<laughs> Mr. D. Kim's Convenience. And Kim's Convenience. There's two episodes from two. I think it's two, maybe two Shits Creek, two Kim's Convenience, and Fort does, McMurray. Does only standing. CBC shows get nominated? In that particular case, and it appears so. So, still standing. Is that what's third season you're going into? Or s- we're. Or you just finished the. We, we finished the fourth. It hasn't aired. Oh, we're going into the fifth next month. Oh, already? Yeah. They ain't wasting any time. We are not wasting any time. <clears throat> good, good, good. Yeah. So that's a nice, uh, nice steady gig for you. It's a steady gig. Yeah. Good, good, good. Much like the potato files for well, you. Well, buddy, well, we're every other week. We don't want to push it too much. No, you know? no heroes. Don't hurt yourself. We, uh, we may be at the Never Sleeps Network, but you know, sometimes we, uh, we, we, we take naps. Okay? Yeah, I do. <laughs> Never Sleeps Network. Coming to you live one hour every two, twice a month yeah, for an hour. Yeah, yeah. We're, yeah. we're up. We're just... <laughs> You know, playing video games or some shit. What do yeah. you want from us? One day, one day, this potato file will go weekly, but uh, who knows until then? You know, I'm a busy guy. You get- are a busy guy. You run the funnest show in town. Fuck yeah! Every Wednesday yeah. at the Underground Comedy Club, Open Mic Comedy, guys. I uh, I like to plug that a few times throughout. You should. Yeah, yeah. It really, it really brings the boys to the yard. I'll tell you that. There should be all the boys in your yard. <laughs> but it's great. You run a fun show. It's such a hard thing to run a good show. Comedy feels like such a slog some days. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's nice running a good show like i couldn't imagine going to some shit open mic every week and like having a list of 14 people that come up and you're like oh fuck me yeah god bless the people who do it there's some kind of slog there's some kind of like soldier on thing that people do even when stuff is bad oh yeah especially in comedy there's uh there's one uh there's one comic in town i don't name names on this podcast but the guy's like his basic career is just to run 20 people open mics and like He's like starting at eight, ending at two in the morning, and he just goes up and does time between each one. And like, Why? Fuck, buddy. What are you doing to yourself? Yeah. Why? Have a podcast. Do an hour yeah. every night. Do an hour every other week. Yeah. And, and, and 20 people will accidentally listen to it. Isn't that the ratio? Isn't it 20 people? I think uh, we got Tim Golden, and that's about it. And then, uh, oh, uh, 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 I saw a kid uh, the other day. I went to Verst, the sausage place. Yeah. I know it. Tim's and uh, a young comic was, uh, was working in there. Name's Jesse. I'll name his name. Yeah. And he said, hey, Tim Golden's not the only one who listens to the Potato Files. Nice. And I was like, all right. Jesse Donato, shout out to you too now, bud. Nice. So you named good names. Yeah, I named good names. Named Jesse and Tim Golden. That's it. You know Tim? I do. I haven't seen him in a long time, though. He uh, he always does my show, like last Wednesday of every month. Oh, I'm only there for the Rob Pugh nights, I guess. Oh, no Pugh tonight. Uh No Pugh tonight, so you won't get bullied. Don't worry. Yeah, that's his deal. <laughs> he likes to put little guys in headlocks. He does, yeah. A lot of pe- I know, a lot of people. I'm ev- yeah. <clears throat> Pew, uh, oh, I, I think he punched me about 15 times in the arm the other night when he saw me because I, uh, I came up behind him and I tickled him. Oh, and like yeah. just grabbed his rib. <laughs> he just <laughs> spun around. He's like, don't fucking tickle. And just started punching me in the arm. And then, uh, and then an hour later, he, uh, he thought it'd be funny. He tried to tickle me on my leg under the table i'm like okay now that one's the questionable one yeah he's uh he goes you open the door what do you want from me he's a multi-layered man that guy yeah i was once uh sitting in at a bar i was once sitting between rob Pugh and the guy who punched rob Pugh. (laughs) it came right in front of my face did Pugh get up and punch back no he played it pretty cool Really? Yeah, he, he just got, cool. took a hit. And yeah, was like, fuck and then, it. yeah, the guy got taken. Like they kicked that guy out because he was a known troublemaker. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we were in some part of the prairies. And Rob just hammered back some whiskey, and yep. Whenever he comes to my house, I I always give him uh, shots. 
but mm. I always make him drink it out of a flyer shot glass. Oh, nice. I go, you want my free whiskey? You drink it out of this. And he's like, yeah, no problem. No problem. Free whiskey. <laughs> and yet we know it's a problem, don't we? Well, he says it's his good luck charm because ah. uh, he says they win every, after every time he comes over. Oh, nice. Yeah, he was actually the first guest ever on the Potato Files. Oh, wow. So for all you listening at home, you want to go back to the beginning, hear about Rob Pugh and his three moms. Yes. Yeah, well, that's a... That's a Quite the mixed family. Well, you would think he was raised with no women in his life. So that's like such a crazy extra women. Yeah, too many women. Yeah. But uh, all right. Well, let's speak of being raised. You uh, born and raised Brampton? Brantford. Brantford. Fuck, I always screw those up. Most people do. One's one's the one with Gretzky and one's the one nobody gives a shit about. Has anyone of notoriety come out of Brampton? There must be somebody. Michael Sarah, maybe? I think that could be the big name out of Brampton. Yeah. And uh, I think Patrick Hay might be it from out of there, too. I don't oh, know. Oh, yeah. That's right. <laughs> he was he was born in Brampton 75 years ago. <laughs> oh, oh, Jesus! Things are falling apart here at the Never Sleeps Network. Yeah, you... Ta- pa- the yeah. ghost of Patrick Hay yeah, is just, haunting this room, despite not- him being alive. That was our uh, producer, Alex Ross, uh, breaking some stuff. I always wondered what a podcast producer did, and now no, I get No, 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 we don't have to hold on. No, people love real life. It's, it's just a mirror, it fell. Yeah. We're this having seven years of bad luck, no I big always, deal. I always wonder what a podcast producer does, and this is it. Yeah, yeah, he just uh, knocks shit over. Yeah. and uh, People yearn for real moments. <laughs> <laughs> this is the most excitement we've ever had. Yeah, people love like Never Sleeps Network Studio, and I've watched two guests have sex on that bed before. Really? No, no. I oh. I asked them to. Gonna say that's the time I wish to name names. I, I had Kira in here a couple weeks ago. She wouldn't even fuck me. Up. I know. I heard that. You I, heard the podcast. I listened to the podcast. You uh, you've listened before. Right? Yeah. So me, Tim Golden, and Jesse Donato. Yes. Fucking, hey, Alex, man, you're gonna have to keep this place afloat. Quit breaking shit. Yeah. What'd you do? What'd you break? That's my Baba Jewy right there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm just going to leave it. You're just going to leave it? we're just going to take this. Oh, your Pearl Jam picture. Yeah, Pearl Jam picture got done. (laughs) Something I've hidden for years got broke it's okay that's all right that's all right this is uh this is yeah it's okay don't worry this is our last episode of the potato files in never sleeps network in this studio and then we're moving uh to the next tower over yeah 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 just moving next door nice i think i'm gonna be uh pretty busy on move day i'll tell you that and some of the stuff has already been taken off the wall so we're halfway there yeah yeah yeah. a few more things fall down yourself no 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 just making sure there's no glass all right okay okay we're all right we're all right that was that was some excitement alex thanks for stopping by pal (laughs) i think we'll uh we'll finish the rest on our own there's always one dude that comes to the party man just break stuff i hope that holds up yeah we'll call you if it doesn't (laughs) well that was exciting Mm -hmm. okay folks he's gone now just me and graham here we're gonna open them up Brantford. Brantford. Uh, what year was this? I don't even know how old you are. You're younger than me, though. Born in 82. 82. Nice. 82. Year of the dog. I got two years on you then. I yeah. St- I started that beautiful decade. Yes. 1980. 80. Nice. Good and year. Uh, what, uh, what's life like growing up out there? Uh, I, would, I always feel like I was born in the middle of the middle. Yeah? Very boring. Very boring. Very average. What's mom and dad doing? They're just hanging out. They're still in Brantford. Dad's still working. Mom is retired or whatever. Yeah, she, what, what she's not they, working anymore. What do they do to raise you? What do they do? Yeah. What did? What was their? What was mom's job before she retired? She always just was kind of a Joe jobber. Joe jobbers. Yeah. yeah, yeah I mean, she. I had just... three brothers growing up. Okay. So 
four of you? Four, four boys? Of us. Four boys, all born between 1981 and 87. So you're second oldest. Second oldest. Oh. Only younger by 14 months. Pretty, uh... I'm, I'm the youngest of three. Ah. All boys. Ah, what's it like being the youngest? Pretty fucking sweet. Yeah. Not gonna lie to you. It was, uh, it was a pretty free ride for a lot of shit. Yeah, with the parents, I would imagine, but with, like, the siblings... I had uh, my oldest brother... Uh, he was my protector, uh, uh, and then the middle brother would try to fuck with me, but then the older brother would come in. Uh, ironically, now, I haven't talked to the older brother in like eight or nine years or some shit like that. Oh, I heard the wedding story. Is that? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Introduced my brother. My brother, he's a, he's, an, he's a weird individual. So the oldest one's the one that goes AWOL. Yeah, for he, he hasn't talked to anybody oh. forever, so. I got to see, I got to admit that I see the appeal of that, though. Not talking to anybody? Yeah. Yeah, I would too, but my dad's got a cottage, you know, and I yeah. really like using that. <laughs> See, that's how I know I was the middle of the middle, because no cottages growing up. We never had access. We didn't then, have yeah. it till, uh, my dad bought this cottage in 2009, so oh. like, he had to wait till his kids were long gone before he had any fucking extra money kicking yeah. out. Yeah, my parents still no cottage. What'd your dad do for a living? He's uh, an engineer. Oh, no, yeah, no, no cottage on that engineering money? Well, I don't know where his money went, to be honest with you. He's yeah. got a second family for sure. He must. Four girls somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I hope he warns us. Yeah. Um, is uh, What kind of engineer, actually? Just- uh, they did like pumps and things like that. Well, not even things like that. It was pumps. Pumps? Yeah. Fucking Pumps a, for, and again, at the time you don't realize it, but he did a lot of stuff for like, I think oil. Okay. So yeah, he's part of the problem, I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, well, hey, aren't yeah. we all? Yeah. You drove here, didn't you? I drove here. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. You know, fucking yeah. without your dad pumping that oil out of the ground, uh, you'd be stuck in Brantford still. <laughs> yeah, we're hooked. It's not, yeah. We're hooked. We're just not going anywhere. Oh, man. Um, you're, a, you're a shorter individual? Is it a short family? Or are you Short a, family. All everyone? We're all very short. Yeah? Yes. Who's, who's the tallest? We're almost all the exact same height. Okay. Yeah. My youngest brother was maybe two inches taller. Okay. May, and that's What's it. your height? I think it's five, six, but I think I'm lying. Yeah. Like, I'll put it to you like this. I went to the bike show last weekend and bought a bike, like a bicycle. I've never, I haven't had one since high school. And the question I mostly had to ask was, is this the smallest one you can get? <laughs> can that seat go any lower? Yes. Like, even the bar is like, well, at this height, I just can't fall off of this with any speed. I've never understood why the female bikes, the bar, like, isn't a crossbar. It's for riding with a dress. I know, but it's if you come off that, uh, like, I don't know. I, you'd think the crossbar would be a nice, safe landing for the gooch. Right, yes. But it's, yeah, the reason they keep it lower on the girl's bike is so if you're driving with the dress, you don't have to swing your leg up over. You are fucking smart, man. Eh? And uh, what what made you want to get the bike? I did not bring my bike out once last year. I feel like an asshole. Really? Uh, it it yeah. rained all fucking summer, too. Yeah. I got it to just try and get into shape and then to be able to cover long distances because, like I said, your older brother's sort of thing about not talking to people. I wouldn't want to do it for eight years. <laughs> certainly, I'd love to get on my bike and not do it for an afternoon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, just, it's sort of that. I hear you, man. I uh, When I had my bike, I'd like I'd ride everywhere in the city. I'd go down in the Don Valley a lot. Nice. I think my longest ride, I rode from Toronto to Burlington one time. Ooh. And then I took the go trade back with my bike. Yeah. That's got to be why. Well, that's about 45, 50 kilometers, I bet. I guess. I don't yeah. know. I just, you. Uh, just kept going, man. Yeah. Kept going. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I think this summer I plan to get back out on the bike and... Uh, you know, nice. Just, we should meet in Burlington. It's about the midway point. We will. We will. We'll go have yeah. an ice cream. Yeah. And, and uh, I'll get on the go and, uh, yeah, I don't know, whatever you get on. 
<laughs> that's a problem get, coming into Brantford. back on your bike and riding you, uphill. Yeah. You could, <laughs> you could, you can catch the, coming in from Brantford's pretty tricky because, and I talk about Brantford a lot, so I feel bad. That's all right. I'm always like that guy, you know, I'm Brantford, but. Nothing wrong with Brantford. There's not a great way into the city a lot. We still don't have, we have a go bus that will take you to Hamilton and then meander through all the stops, or you can take a $50 via ride one of four or five times a day. I've taken the Greyhound home before at 11 something at night, and that's like a, you don't realize how many people are traveling by Greyhound. At night? Yeah, and sort of that that sketchy thing that people say the Greyhound is like is very true. Uh, well, you know, one guy gets his head cut off and it's just yeah. a bad reputation. And I would trade that for someone who was talking. <laughs> <laughs> he was quiet until he yeah. started cutting heads off. <laughs> great, great. Yeah. Um, did you ever have to, like, I guess you always had a car. Cause, yeah, when I got into comedy. Yeah. 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 Especially yeah. like just because I'm from a small town. So like, it's just weird not having a car. Absolutely. Like, yeah, to meet someone who doesn't drive. Like, there's no other way to get around. Yeah. You're getting your mom or your buddies to drive me around. Yeah. And they get out like, and even the kids in the country around me, those are the kids that used to get trucks like on their 16th birthday. Mm-hmm. This is your truck. Yeah, I'm yeah, not yeah. driving you in from <laughs> Burford every morning to, yeah. Burford. <laughs> like in Burford. Or, yeah. I think I did the, uh, the hunt club out in Burford. They got like a rod and gun club out there. Yeah, the they? rod and rod and yeah. gun club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had uh, Labatt Select on uh, uh, for sale, not on tap, but yeah, we get some weird stuff out that way. We get Labatt Crystal that you can't get. I did. That's what it was, Labatt Crystal. Yes, yeah, you can't get it in Toronto. Crystal's a Dominican beer if you order it in Toronto. It's yeah. in a green bottle. I like, you... I like the old weird beers that nobody drinks. Yeah. I'm an export guy if I really have to break it all down. I'll take an OV down once oh, in a while. Oh, buddy, I yeah. love the OV. That's my uh, that's my cottage beer. I get those, oh, yeah. those 15 packs of uh, OV, the little briefcases. Yeah. Yeah, I go through a lot of those. Yeah. <laughs> old, yeah, old-timey beer. I like it. Yeah, nothing wrong with some OV. Yeah. Um, middle, middle of nowhere, middle class growing up what it felt like you're a good student i was a great student great student, yeah eh? yeah well i was um yeah i was a good student yeah that's good so you weren't a troublemaker as a kid no a little bit i was a little hyper i'd run around a little bit oh. but my marks were always good like i really am the most boring if, if person you grew, if you were born a decade later they would have medicated that hyperness they probably would have i was probably pretty <laughs> close like when i was a kid they didn't i didn't i never got ritalin never even got considered but when i was a kid my parents had to put a lock on the outside of my door <laughs> And if they sent me to my room, they would just lock the outside, and then I would just destroy the contents of the room. Jesus. And then, like, fall asleep in a post-rage nap on the floor. Wow. Yeah. When was the last time you did that? Three, four weeks ago? Oh, like, just before I left. (laughs) (laughs) Honey, lock me in. (laughs) Yeah, I still have a bit of, like, I still have a bit of that, like, don't you just want to, when I do dishes or something, you ever just... You ever whip anything? You ever just... You know what? Um, dishes. I, I've got... Uh, I get pretty fucked up OCD. Mm. Like, it used to be really bad, but I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm well past a lot of things. But uh, me doing dishes, I'm, I'm like in this weird zen. Oh. And I've got like a specific way I do it. And it's like everything's got to be in the rack. Like, really? Yeah, yeah. I'm oh. very, very weird with dishes. My my dish rack would send you into a panic. Yeah, you just just piling it on. Oh, it's like building a fire. <laughs> just a stack of shit, two mugs, and then I'll, I'll angle a plate here, and then I'll get a bowl on top of that to ride piggyback. Oh my god. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm very systematic. Yeah, I, we have a dishwasher, but it sucks, so we mm. never uh, we never use it. So it's always dishes by hand. Oh yeah. 
I just do it. Yeah. I have a dishwasher. I haven't installed. Well, you think you're fucking better than me? No, mine's in the basement in a box. I got it on sale. 20, <laughs> 2016. <laughs> You'll get it in there one day. One day. I remember growing up, our dishwasher was across the kitchen on wheels. Oh, I remember those. Yeah. And yeah. We'd had to just shoot it over the sink and hook yeah. it up. Yeah. That was always fun. You'd forget to like take the drain out of the sink or something, flood the kitchen. Oh, yeah. Dad, Dad always loved that. <laughs> <laughs> you play sports when you're growing up? Yeah. Played a lot, like played hockey growing up. Well, it's Gretzky's town. It's Gretzky's town. You got to yeah. live up to that, eh? Well, yeah, but even most of the Gretzkys didn't live up to that. Is he got? Did he have like relatives stuck around? Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, Glenn Gretzky's still kicking around Brantford somewhere. Yeah, yeah. There, there, tell me, there's like a Gretzky drunk, Glenn. Yeah, yeah. Glenn. <laughs> there's rumor he has club foot or something, but he mostly just yeah. He's just. Yeah, like he, you see Gretzky, you think of the great one, but there's also a Gretzky who's just, people are asking to leave the Boston Pizza in Brantford, you know? Yeah. Oh, that's great, man. Yeah. Our town drunk was uh, Hugh Molson. Oh. And he was- uh, Of the Molsons? Of the Molsons. Oh. And, but he uh, he had signed uh, legal documents uh, that he was entitled to his percentage of the company, but he was never allowed to set foot on properties. Oh, one of those. Yeah, and he was always having a good time. Well, that's even worse, like to be told you can't work. Yeah. <laughs> like, we're just going to pay you to stay home. Oh, yeah. And then his uh, his daughter, too, she was a mess. She would, uh, I remember I was underage. I'd have to go buy her booze from the liquor store because they wouldn't serve her. Really? Like, can you go? I'm like, I'm 17. She's like, come on. And then, and then you'd come out and she'd be waiting in your car. Like, what the fuck? Uh-huh. She's like, well, I need a ride home. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me right now? <laughs> But yeah, Hugh Molson used to show up at this one bar. He'd come from like, uh, Nagan Lake's got like the fancy hotels there with the spas and everything. Yeah. And he'd come from like the spa at the Pillar, Pillar and Post or Prince of Wales or something. And he'd just have a stack of towels. He'd show up at the bar with a stack of towels he just stole from the spa. <laughs> a millionaire just stealing towels? Yeah. For what purpose? I don't fucking know. Just uh, they were available, I guess. <sighs> yeah, and, I got to tell you, stealing towels is pretty good. And the guy, he'd always have like at least 10 grand in cash on him all the time. And it was just like, somebody's going to roll this guy eventually. Yeah. He got, I remember one time he got, uh, he got pickpocketed by a stripper at the local strip club and uh, his wallet was gone and it had a lot of fucking money. Oh, amazing. <laughs> oh, I miss the days of that. Uh-huh. Farmers yeah. in town used to always have a lot of cash on them in Branford. A yeah. big wad of cash. Well, that's, uh, that's how everyone used to. I remember my, my dad was always a big, like a, a money clip. Yeah. And he's just a cash guy. Yeah. I like it. I like cash, too. I like not paying. Paying with it's a pain in the ass. App is where it's at, but... Oh, I love having cash in my wallet and still paying Interact. I'm like, well, why, why am I going to spend my cash? Yeah. I like having it. You ever, like, buy or sell a car? People pay you in cash? Oh, that's <laughs> great. That big wad. But the second you have it in your hand, you're like, is someone going to rob me? But no one ever robs you. But I, I once you have it in the, your pocket, you're like, everyone's going to know. I just love the... Uh, whoever headlines the downtown club uh, in Toronto... Uh, they're leaving with a very large wad of cash on the Sunday. Oh, yeah. And they're just sent out in the street like, here you go. Good luck. And they've never <laughs> been robbed before? Have they never been robbed? Well, I don't know. I think people are going to wait for them now. Now I've, now I I've hope spilled so. the beans. Yeah. I, yeah. Headliners go through the back door. If I, was, if I was a guy who robbed people and I saw those guys coming out, I'd be like, 
Man, he said it hard enough. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you just get a pass. Poor guy. I saw yeah. set tonight. <laughs> <laughs> he needs this. Sunday at the downtown club, too, is always the humbler as well. Oh, yeah. It's just like you, you do good all weekend, have full rooms, feel great about life. Yeah. You're like, well, I'm going to go tell him I want to raise on Monday. And then Sunday comes and it just crushes your soul. Oh, I know. Yeah. It almost felt like when Mississauga had one, too. It would feel like that was the day you went to pick up your check and they just talked you into doing a show for the people putting the chairs up. I wonder if Mississauga's ever gonna come back. That was a Yeah. That was a staple in the comedy community. Yep. Once they get good, they become inaccessible. They just go. Kitchener used to be the best. That's what I hear. I never got to do it. When I started, Kitchener was the joke. And then when I and then it became the best because Jack and Kitchener cared so much. Mm-hmm. And then it just closed and they're like, you know. I just don't understand how a city that big can't support a comedy club. I don't know. It's very odd. Like, you go to Hamilton. Hamilton's over half a million people, and the fucking shows are empty. Like, yeah. just put a bit of advertising in. Let people to, know yeah. you're here. But then you go to the Burford Rod and Gun Club, and everyone's there because everyone in town. <laughs> yeah, yeah. People can actually walk through town and say to each other, are you going to the thing? Well, I uh, I did uh, Engelhart, Ontario a couple weeks ago. At, you know Anglehart? No. Yeah. I can't uh, believe I don't. You take Highway 11 to North Bay and then contemplate suicide for about two more hours after that. Oh, past North Bay. Yeah. And then uh, and then you get to Anglehart. But it was like, uh, it was sold out immediately, like as soon as they started selling tickets. Because there's just people like, oh shit, something's coming. Yeah. And then we were at a restaurant that was attached to our motel. Nice, nice motel. Ooh. North Star, right on the side of the 11. Nice. Um. But there was people in the restaurant, like, talking about the comedy show. They're like, oh, we couldn't get tickets, you know? And like, no, we're going, we're going, all this stuff. Jeez, couldn't get tickets. I know, that's the craziest thing. Mm -hmm. Like, being on the road was still standing. You go, we'll do a show in a town. We did a show in Manitou Beach, which has a hundred and something people. Two hundred and fifty showed up. (laughs) You're like, where did you, where are you people from? Yeah. Yeah. That's that's great, man. It's good to just, I don't know, it's nice to have comedy where the comedy doesn't exist you know yeah it feels a little it does feel a little flooded in toronto it feels very there's very cynical sort of vibe to it mm-hmm. uh, i just love going to like a small town where they're actually appreciative of you coming yes and like this is great that you came up here yeah but then like you go to shitholes like i went to markdale ontario yeah it's a home of uh, chapman's ice cream oh nice um Tony Crollo asked me, he's like, the guy wants to do another show. You have any advice for him? I was like, don't ever do a show on a Saturday in that fucking town because people can't have all day to drink. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Do it on a Friday, right out, get them right coming from work and yeah. they're fucking, they're attentive. Like, but these people were, they're yelling at each other in the crowd because like uh-huh. it was so rowdy. People were like, I paid 25 fucking bucks for this fucking <laughs> show. And just, I was like, well, we're going to get in a fight. I called a woman a, a bitch and then a cunt. And then I told her to shut her fat mouth within five minutes of the show starting. That's the right order, at least. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 That's how you escalate. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're right. All day is bad. My, yeah. uh, my, my go-to line usually is: if a girl's talking, I go, I go, I'm gonna ask you really nice. Stop talking, and then I'm gonna call you a cunt. <laughs> so let's just be. Let's just keep this civil. Yeah. My line is always: uh, the office has told me I'm not allowed to talk back. So <laughs> that's your right to speak to the whole thing. Oh, uh, too good. So were you good at hockey? You're no Uh, no no, Glenn Gretzky? I'm no, yeah, I'm somewhere in the middle. I was somewhere between a Keith and a Brent, I guess. I was a goalie, and I was was good, but I was small. Like, I I had to have a growth spurt 
to be a man who still had to buy an extra small bicycle. Like I had to. <laughs> so I was small. I was a pretty good goalie, but I was so small. A lot small. of people going top shelf on you. <laughs> yeah, but it made, but I was pretty good. Like I was not bad, but I was never going to make AAA. And then my final straw was um, minor peewee. So we had AAA and then we had, you know, A, we called it Hub. And it's trying out for Hub. Three goalies. Three goalies trying out for two spots. You got the big guy who's a guaranteed shoe-in because he fills the whole net. <laughs> then you got me. And then you got this guy who had been cut from Major Adam and was just a sieve. Just <laughs> letting stuff in. He had a broken... St- he broke his stick like the first day and didn't get a new one. Had a broken stick for the whole... Like it was cracked. It wasn't missing the blade, but it was cracked. And the coach pulls me in and is like... I was like, here's where he tells me I made the team. He's like... We're going with size. <laughs> now, what I found out later was this guy who was terrible, his mom was banging that coach. <laughs> only now do I realize there's a message, and that is, as a parent, you can always be doing more for your children. Yeah, who was your mom fucking? My dad, like an idiot. <laughs> like an idiot. My dad didn't have a team he could put me on. Oh, uh, that's great. My dad uh, My dad used to coach uh, when we were kids, and he would make his cuts. Uh, like, if it came down to two people... He's like, well, we either got to cut this one or this one. My dad would base it on the parents. Oh, the parent thing is you can you yeah. could you can see parents looking at each other like when they tell you to find a partner for a project when you're in like grade five and like two <laughs> girls look at each other and go, it's me, it's Patrice. <laughs> the parents do that. They never grow out of like your kid will make the team and my kid will make the team yeah, and we'll yeah. go to a tournament in Batavia, New York. And we'll get to drink <laughs> for three days. And that kid, I don't care if it, if he's new to the country and he's great and he's been trying and he borrowed skates. I don't like his mom that much. We're, oh, yeah. Well, that's the whole thing, too, because it was like, like you go to tournaments. And my dad doesn't want to go spend a weekend somewhere and fucking Chatham. I don't know where the fuck we Wheels Inn and Chatham, man. Oh, you know, like, yeah. I remember a hockey tournament there once? I, uh, I've stayed at the Wheels Inn and Chatham. Yeah. <laughs> yes. More important. Was the Wheels Inn... The one with the fucking big arcade. Yeah, and it has like a big water slide yeah, indoors. Yeah, the indoor and... water park. Yeah. 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 I do remember that place. Man. Yeah. I remember our parents used to, they'd always, always chip in and get uh, a party room. Yes. And uh, I remember I had to go into, this is like, I guess early 90s. I had to go in to get my dad in the middle of the night or, for something. And it was just like, I've never seen so much smoke in a room like it was just everyone's chain smoking and like, oh yeah i just like a firefighter just went under it and like, <laughs> fucking came up like that <laughs> yeah did you have like did you have the dads that didn't make it to the sunday games do you have those guys oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. sleeping one off <laughs> yeah or they'd show up and that was worse <laughs> a couple of dads would show up without their teeth in on sunday just looking like they uh-huh. were run over by the zamboni in, in the summer we played lacrosse and uh for tournaments we'd always go camping and uh, those were fucking parties. And I, I remember one time we all went to bed, all the kids, because we're little kids. And then our parents got us thrown out of the campground at like three and th- three o'clock in the morning. Really? Yeah, we had to go. Everyone slept in their cars at the arena. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I think when you're a kid, you're like, oh, these are parents. These are grownups. My dad would have been, you know, when I was 10, my dad would have been, I'm bad at the math off the hop, but like, you know, th- my age. Right? Yeah. Like when I was playing travel hockey, my dad would have been the age I am now or less. Yeah, yeah. Probably I, younger. I was 20. Or my dad was 24 when I was born. So, yeah, when I was like 10, 12, he was like mid 30s. That's right. Yeah. That's right. I've been. So and you think just, of these people as adults, but they're. No, like, they're, they're drunks they're, who shouldn't have had kids yeah, at 24. They're seven years younger than Manolis. <laughs> I miss you, Manolis. This is a shout out to you. I, I don't, hey, know if don't name listening. names, man. 
Unless you listen, Manolas, and thank you. Yeah. Manolas, I've never seen Manolas without him giving me drugs. <laughs> yeah. He's like, here, take these. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. He's really nice. <laughs> good dude. Good yeah. dude. So, you're a good student. Yep. You're a good, good athlete. Uh, no. No. I wasn't big enough. You weren't big I probably enough. didn't train enough. I was always a, an okay athlete. I suppose I was agile. Always, played a little bit of rugby. Always chasing Glenn, eh? Always, I'll never quite get that <laughs> Glenn glory, yeah. I, was, yeah. I played a little rugby, but I was, you know, scrum How were you in rugby? I was pretty good because I was, I was, again, agile. That was yeah, about yeah. my only thing. Agile and could keep my head in the game long enough to, like, get a nice pass out to the backs, and that was about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I, I remember when, it's like, once everyone started hitting puberty and got big, I kind of fell behind in most sports yeah there's always that there's no there's skill to a point and then there's always that one kid who has horse genes mm-hmm. who just like <laughs> if you have that guy on your team the game is over in football and rugby you're just like well oh, the big thing is we got to get to this guy and he can just run faster than everybody and that's it <laughs> yeah and Branford was pretty good for that because we had a lot of farmland around so for hockey these kids would come off the farm and they've been working tobacco since they were six oh, yeah. and they were just you know, just brick shit houses. Eleven years old, two hundred and ten pounds, <laughs> full mustache. You know, intimidating. What I'm yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Already smoking butts. They got them wrapped up in their sleeves. Smoking butts that their parents <laughs> insist they smoke to show some sort of family solidarity. <laughs> we smoke butts yeah. in this family. Oh, my brother dated a girl once from uh, the Tilsonburg area, Delhi, that sort of area. Baxter Lakes. We'll and, hear that word. It was Stomp and Tom reference. <laughs> um, and they were only not allowed to smoke certain brands of cigarettes. Like, you know, your parents, like, you can't smoke? Yeah. They weren't allowed to smoke certain brands because they didn't use their I, tobacco. If I ever catch you smoking Demore, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm going to sit you down and watch you smoke a whole carton of players. Yeah. Did they put, does Demore put food and cigarettes on this table? No, they don't. <laughs> uh, I just want to see white butts in that action. <laughs> That's funny. Um, what's, uh, what's high school like for you? Yeah, pretty decent. That's the problem. You're a like, popular kid. I was, yeah, I was not too bad. I yeah. sort of, I, I sort of bounced around a little bit as far as groups go. I think, mm-hmm. I think maybe, uh, maybe grade nine was a bit strange because I didn't know who I wanted to hang out with. Yeah, for me too, man. Because I, yeah, because my, I went to Catholic elementary school, mm-hmm. and then um, there's no Catholic high school in Niagara Lake. There's only a public school, which uh-huh. is now closed anyway. So it was like. Uh, Half the people like bus to St. Catharines to go to a Catholic school, and then the other half stayed and went to the public school. Oh. But then there was like two Catholic schools, so there was like a big switch of like half the Catholics were going to this one, and half the, were going to this one. So it was like my friend group just dissipated, and then like I went into grade nine, and then um, my parents broke up, so my mom moved me and my brother to uh, St. Catharines as well. Mm. So it was just like a whole, okay, who are my fucking friends now, you know? Yeah, it takes, is that, yeah, it takes a while. Mm -hmm. I don't know why, but it does. Yeah. Well, after that, I went back to Nagon Lake and you just, your friends are there just because that's the only people there. Small town. Right. There's no real cliques. There's just this group. And then there's this group. You want to be with them or you want to be with us? You right. Know? Like, okay, I'm with these guys. <laughs> yeah. So did you, did you keep that group of friends? You just have old yeah, friends? Yeah, I still got uh, a lot of my high school friends. We're still pretty tight. Ah. Um, it's like the last couple of years, everything's changing because I never grew up and they're starting families and stuff. But. Yeah. yeah. I know. There's a divide. Mm-hmm. Not, a, not as much of a judgmental one, but just you don't want to do the dumb shit that having a kid forces you to do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So. 
Yeah, you don't want to just sit around with your kids on your knee and talk about <laughs> what each of them did this week. Are you? I, you still got to have buddies from high school because you never left town, right? You would think that, but I don't really have a lot of the old friends I had from high school. I think mm-hmm. mostly because they worked during the week. Yeah. yeah. I sort of pretend I like living in Brantford, but <laughs> I do like living in Brantford, but I really like the comedy scene. Like, I like... Mm-hmm. I don't see enough... I'm out of the loop more than I wish I was, for sure. Yeah. Because but- Brantford's like Tuesday of the afternoon... I would love to go out. People don't really go out in Brantford. Yeah, like if you're in Toronto, you can just call 10 people up and be like, guys, what do you, let's yeah. go throw a ball around in the park. Shit yeah, like that, you know? exactly. You know how like we went for brunch in uh, Montreal? Yeah, yeah. Even though it really turned out to be breakfast at a bar, but it was still great. <laughs> <laughs> they, were, yeah, they sort of had brunch, but it turns out they had eggs. They didn't even have peanut butter for the toast, but they, yeah, that's yeah. besides but the my point. My girlfriend had her own peanut butter in her purse, so oh, yeah. it all worked out. <laughs> Those vegetarians and their emergencies, man. <laughs> Yeah, so like that kind of stuff is not happening as much as I wish it was happening. Mm-hmm. So, and then no, I don't really see a lot of friends from high school that much. You got a social life in Brantford? A little bit. Yeah. yeah. We end, like I would say I ended up hanging out with friends I made in the last 5 years or so. Okay. And for whatever reason, all of my friends in Brantford are gay. <laughs> and that's not like, oh, friends in Brantford are gay. But it's a very, because they don't have kids, I yeah. guess. Yeah. It's and they exactly just have time right. during the day. Or really the big thing is finding people who don't work during the day mm-hmm. is the big one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Get those stay-at-home dads. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so they're just, yeah. So that's like my <clears throat> new group of friends are like my insurance guy. And my, so I like hang out with my insurance guy. All right. But I met him, I think, first and then gave him my insurance business, but then the friendship blossomed from there. <laughs> yeah. Signed a few contracts. Yeah. Thing you know, you're at the keg together. Yeah. He insures my <laughs> fleet, as it were. Yeah. Shit, I just had a thought. Yeah. What are you going to do? It's about my exciting life in Brantford? Um, no. Oh, this, uh, did you party at all in high school? No. No? Not as much as I should have. No. I was kind of that guy that liked staying. I didn't drink younger. I don't know why. There's no... So, obviously, no drinking and no drugs. Yeah, no, no, no drugs in high school either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nothing at all. And I don't even know why. I'm such a... <laughs> I'm such a vicarious hedonist. <laughs> There's nothing more exciting than hanging out with people who are drunk. Did you... You hung out with the people drinking? You just didn't partake? For quite a while, I hung out with people who smoked weed constantly Mm -hmm. and just was there okay yeah and for some for a few years they were always i hung up with this group that was like a year older so they all had their licenses but they also would all like and so i was doing a lot of driving at 15 (laughs) i very much enjoyed driving yeah so i was like i'll stay sober if i can drive i was like yeah i was like the underage designated driver (laughs) so i don't even know if what we were doing was any less (laughs) from a legal standpoint i'm not sure who was in the wrong Uh but yeah yeah i kind of got a kick out of that yeah yeah, they, they they pull you guys out of the ditch. Like, why don't you just let a drunk drive? Yeah, let yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, your your love of marijuana does this come from an early age or is this a? Um, no, I uh, like I I smoked, but I was never really a big pothead until like there was a couple years after college. Maybe I didn't even hardly touch it. Like, it was if somebody was smoking a joint, I'd always get in on it but i rarely ever had my own and then when i was going through my divorce i was just like i was so fucking high strung mm. that i was like i smoked a joint one day and i was just like okay this feels a little calmer so then i just like just to calm me down and then you know habits form yep and uh i like getting fucking high yeah yeah we do it so well blazing with my friends so i'm a fucking pothead yeah i like it a lot <laughs> You should be the example for people. <laughs> you aren't as much of an ambassador as you should be. I never champion 
drugs. You know, I never are well, the right drugs, but like weed, I never yes. like. I'm not uh, an activist. Right. I don't fucking give a shit if it's ever legalized. Like, right. I don't have a problem getting my drugs. I don't need to go to a store. You know. Right. Well, the right people are never the activists. Yeah, for and the it's cause. just it's yeah like the pothead activists. Uh, I I would rather distance myself from those. Like I was just I fell into like the pot comedy as a, just a, somebody suggested I run the show mm. and I was like, yeah, I'll give it a shot. But I was never like, I don't know. I've, I've never seen myself pro fucking dope, you know, but I still smoke weed every day. And yeah, it's funny that you didn't set out to be like a weed activist. And then somehow you ended up with like a sweatsuit sponsorship. <laughs> funny how the good things... folks at Sweatsito are taking real good care of me. Yeah. And even something like that. Okay. Your Sweatsito. I love your Sweatsito, but I won't take the, I won't take the garbage out in anything less than jeans. Oh yeah. You're, I'm one of those people that's you're, so you're... afraid of like, maybe it's grade nine and never left me, but the idea mm-hmm. of like. Someone's going to drive by and see me in pajama pants and think I'm, you know. I I had like, I don't know. I just had a thing where like I was getting weird looks at the airport because I'm fucking in a big velour tracksuit. Yeah. And at one point I'm just like, what the fuck do I care what these complete fucking strangers think of what I'm wearing? Yeah. And I'm like, I'll just, I'm fucking comfortable as hell. I don't care if I'm glowing right now because I'm wearing blue lightning velour. <laughs> I assure you there are people who are dressed like me that are jealous of people like you. Yeah, man. Yeah. Like I, if you gave me a sweatsito, I don't know how long it would take me to wear it out of the house, but I love what you're doing so much. <laughs> and even like, I love the pot room and everyone there was great. And it's like. I've had almost the exact opposite experience with most times I tried smoking pot where you smoked it and felt better. I smoked it and was like, this is not. Yeah, I don't, uh, I'm way past like the paranoia, way past like. Yeah. I, I, Can you fight through it? Could I get there if I keep going? Um, Yeah, I've always been good at like uh, telling myself that it's just the drugs. Like when I'm high as fuck on mushrooms or something. Yeah. And it's just like, things are going really fucking crazy when you're really peaking. I'm just like, it's just the drugs, man. Just ride it out. Ah. Like, it's all in your head and it'll, nothing's, you know, I know enough that nothing's going to fuck up. You know it'll be okay. Yeah. Oh, <clears throat> yeah. See, okay. So, I might, maybe I should power through then. Yeah. Or just don't get high, man. Do, I know. You do you, buddy. I like doing me, but at the same time, I'm like, but, but I'm I, also very high strung. You don't, you don't want that nice cardigan getting all weed smoked? Oh, yeah, I know. Made, <laughs> made in Canada. Ethical. Yeah. <clears throat> no, you, I, yeah. I, you've always been into your uh, fashion and looking good then? No, I probably look like a goof for most of my life, to be honest with you. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, no, but it's weird. Yeah, I think I just like to, I'm afraid of. That's a good look, Ben. I'm afraid of what people think about me, and that's because. Nice preppy look. I like it. Oh, thanks. Mm-hmm. But I think it makes people scared. I feel like, I feel like a bit of a, a hall monitor sometimes. I, uh, I wore, um, Saturday night, I was at, uh, downtown Yucks and I, uh, I wore a, uh, cardigan with a, uh, with a, a pink golf shirt underneath. Uh-huh. Um, I was looking real good. And as soon as I get there, one of the waitresses is like, what the fuck is with your <laughs> outfit? I'm like, fuck you man i look good <laughs> like they'd be like go back and put on the thing that you look like you're wearing yeah well i had surgery last summer and i got to wear like basketball shorts around town and if people know you've had surgery it's amazing because people like once you know people know why you're wearing what you're wearing yeah the comfort is amazing well that's the thing with the sweatsito people don't know why i'm wearing it but they want to know is there something you could do that would make people think you just had surgery because that's <laughs> i'll just walk walk with one of the ivs yeah <laughs> just exactly. wheel that around just like, get oh, a hospital well. bracelet <laughs> you know what you need okay get a little get a little piece of tape and a little piece of cotton and put it on the back of your hand like a little iv spot and you'll be like oh <laughs> that's guy. why he's dressed Poor comfortably guy. yeah <clears throat> or just have a straight jacket 
Yeah. <laughs> That's why he's in velour. <laughs> when I was in Montreal uh, with you, I was doing the, the club that people don't go to and you're doing the one that sells out every night. Yeah. I went to, uh, did breakfast television um, in my sweatsito. I saw that. And then we went out for breakfast right after that. And while the the girl gave us our uh, bill at the end, she just put it down. She looks at me, she goes, you look so comfortable right now. <laughs> like, I'm very comfortable. I love me a good loaded compliment. Yeah. <laughs> you look like you don't care about life. <laughs> look at you. I can't tell if you have money or not. But I, I do love flying in a sweatsito because it's just like the looks you get. I was just like, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm one step away from wearing the neck pillow to the airport, I think. Oh, yeah. I like, yeah, when you're on a flight to Sudbury and someone's like a neck pillow. You can't keep your head up for 45 minutes. Like, I get it if you're going to Hong Kong, but this is a chance for you to work out your neck muscles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you, do you have a neck pillow? I had one. I don't, I think I took it to Hawaii or something, but then. I'm just going to leave you here. I'd rather not carry stuff. Exactly. For me, not carrying stuff is the goal. Yeah. Nice. So yeah. I'll just I, leave it. I, um, oh, and with the sweats, you know, I can't. St- Speak enough about the sweatsito, but for travel, all the all the pockets zip up. You're not losing anything. Oh, I'll take a good zip up. Yeah, pocket. yeah. Hide your hide your passport in there, worry free. Yeah, feels good. <clears throat> I like me a good. I can tell I'm getting older because I like me a good breast pocket. Ah, yes, yeah, yes, yes. Especially yes. You tuck your little boarding pass in there. <laughs> oh my God, it's right there. A breast pocket. You know, you see the guys who've just given up and have become so old and so large that it's the only pocket on their body oh, that and they it's just, use. It's just jacked. Four pens, a comb, <laughs> even though you only have hair on the sides and like a little notepad. When's the last time you saw somebody with a pocket protector? It's been a little while now, but I feel like for a while there, there's a few old guys I knew <laughs> that were rocking them pretty good. Yeah. And then just yeah. like grandparents and such. Four different pens in there. What yeah. do you need all those for? Yeah. <laughs> well, one's red and one, they use this one from a ledger. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, you, you kept it, kept it nice and clean during high school. Mm-hmm. Did you go to, uh, did you go to college, university after smart kid? What are you doing after? Uh, I went to your fiance's alma mater. I went to York university. Oh, look at you. Yeah. What'd you study? Uh, film. <clears throat> nice. Yeah. I was in the faculty of fine arts. All right. Studied film. With a lot of people who th- wanted, thought they wanted to be directors mm-hmm. and thought uh, they had a lot of bad ideas and made a lot of bad films. <laughs> and then... Uh, Dude, what, what was your goal? At the time, I wanted to be a director. And then uh, sort of of all the bullshitty art stuff there and all the people who um, I didn't... Well, I made me realize I didn't want to be a director anyway. Because, you, you know, you take your 45 minutes to light a scene and you're like, I don't want to do that <laughs> just to make people laugh. Why do I have to light it? What yeah, if I yeah. just made people laugh? So we would shoot stuff. Me and a friend of mine, Ryan Neal, who he was a great editor and now works on Big Brother in the U.S. And right. um, we would shoot stuff. But because your budget is zero and we would decide to shoot it at one in the morning, I would act in it and just enjoyed that a whole lot more. Yeah. Just trying to get laughs. And so that's sort of where the shift happened. I, I took uh, television uh, in, in college, community college. Uh, where's that down in uh, Fanshawe? Oh, Fanshawe, yeah. yeah. Television broadcasting. Nice. We'd always have to make uh, videos and whatnot. And, yeah. Uh, I think every single video I did involved suicide in some way. Oh. And uh, so the teacher pulled me aside one time. He's like, "What's what's going on? Should I be worried?" And I just started laughing. I was like, <laughs> "No, no." I go, I, I go, it's, I, I don't know. I think it's funny, and plus you're. You're never going to fail a suicidal kid. He's <laughs> like, touche. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, I'm fine as long as I keep doing well in this class. I'll be fine. There's nothing to worry about. I have 
my university education and my college education here. As long as that's going on, I don't see any reason to off myself. Uh, you, you, did you finish? Did you graduate? I did not. You did not? I did not, if you can believe it. And even the other day, I was thinking, should I just finish that for fun? Mm-hmm. I did two years. And then I was just- How long so, was the course? Four. I'm just, I was so indecisive that I wouldn't pick until- So second year, I didn't go back until a week was done. I wasn't sure if I wanted to go back. I'm very indecisive. <laughs> and then third year, I showed up on the first day of class and said, I would like to enroll. And they said, we gave your spot away. <laughs> so I took the go bus from Brantford to New York. And they said my spot was gone. And I took the go bus home. <laughs> uh, have you started comedy at this point yet or no? No, I'd never started comedy. I really genuinely feel like Brantford. And I, I see, I always mention it. Like the middle of the middle. I also didn't see... The arts early. I, don't, I didn't been to a comedy show. I loved comedy. I had Delirious on VHS back when it was socially acceptable to enjoy the humor in it. And like, I loved stand-up comedy, but never thought of, I didn't go to an arts high school. Yeah. Didn't realize you could go to an arts high school. My drama teacher in high school was so burnt out that he just, he left at, you know, 329 <laughs> every day. So I never thought to like get into comedy. I'd never been to a show. I think the first show I went to we were shooting a, like a short documentary about Gord Painter, who was from Brantford, who was, a okay. you know, for those who don't know, a blind stand-up comedian. Yeah, his picture's yeah. still up at the Yuck Yucks. Yes. My first show I ever saw was at Fanshawe College. Oh, the like, Nooner? Uh, no, no. It was uh, it was the nighttime show at the uh, at the Outback Shack there. Oh, yeah. I know that one, yeah. Um, and uh, Nikki Payne. Oh, wow. Yeah, and I, I like obviously seen comedy on TV forever, but it was the first time I'd ever actually seen it live and she fucking destroyed it man nice what was the first thing you sort of noticed about the difference between a live show and a taped the energy yeah it's nuts like especially like you've seen nikki just destroy a room oh yeah it's just like it's just electric yeah it's exhausting to watch like in a good way like the way a workout is exhausting yeah yeah and she's yeah. like it looks she that is her workout yeah going, and she this was uh 16 years ago probably it's like so she was young and probably a bit more spry and just yeah you know just really physical yeah um and a harsh burn to the aging nikki Payne. (laughs) still did you also and then so you probably met her years later well here's this is the best part of it um the uh the first time i ever got uh flown uh to a gig was uh to open for her at the yuck yucks in newfoundland for three nights amazing yeah, yeah. So it was a nice little uh, circle of life. It's isn't it weird how? Um, I mean, it's not surprising that she's nice, but I always found it amazing how gentle she is. Mm-hmm. So soft spoken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like in the green room, she's like, oh, yeah. yeah, and then she gets on stage like, what's up? Oh yeah, oh yeah. I was, I was, I was turning a corner once and honked at her. I saw her in Toronto walking her bike across the street, and I honked. And she turned and had this like crazy look on her face and then saw it was me and went, uh, oh, I was going to tell you to fuck off. <laughs> In a very polite way. Yeah. She's so sweet. Yeah. So you go see Gord Painter. Yes. And uh, do you start like, do you feel that energy like for the first time? Yeah. It was, my, it was at, like the downtown Yuck Yucks. It was the first time I ever saw him. And then... Um, then I saw him again, and I remember the guy. I was, this is where you realize what people know and don't know about comedy. We saw it again, and then one of the people on the crew that were filming it were like, "He did those jokes last time." <laughs> like, yeah, I guess you don't realize how many people don't realize. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you're right in the same. Yeah, yeah, 
Yeah, it's uh, as you'll all hear if you come tonight. Though this is two weeks from now, but if you come to open mic, <laughs> you might be like, I heard that one last time. Yeah, well, it's uh, my room's funny because it's uh, I I don't even tell jokes in my room. Yeah, it's Cause an interesting because it's so many regulars, and you're like, why, yeah, why do you people come back week after week? It's it's hard to work on a bit. I know. <clears throat> no, it's great. It's great that they do, and it's uh, it's great that I have that little niche of people that just come week to week and that's like you don't think of like what the show does for them too you know of course like there's that's their escape like this one guy uh dave siri takes the uh takes the pictures and he did this real long post about like what my show means to him you're like oh, oh wow. fuck you know that's this uh I, i'm just being an asshole once a week but it's like it's more to the people in the crowd you know yeah so of course so that's why we do it yeah dave's here also listens too so hi dave how are you hey dave <laughs> i'm glad we saved your life has dave taken your picture yet i don't know dave have you taken my picture yet he's uh have you ever seen the pictures done at my show you ever get in one of those i think so it's I like mean, it's I've funny because every time there's like uh anyone on facebook promoting comedy shows um like putting pic- people's pictures on posters it's always pictures that dave took at my show oh nice yeah. yeah i should get one my headshots are always weird well hopefully he's there tonight with his goddamn yeah. oh he does cheap headshots too oh. for any of you comics out there that listen jesse donato i know he listens out there go get your headshot done with dave sear um dave sear photography.com what am i a plug machine now yeah fuck it's 2018, people know how to find people. <laughs> Jeff Paul of Sweatsito is telling you to get <laughs> Sweatsito.com, everyone. And check out my new website, jeffpaulcomedy.com. We're all over the place. <laughs> and if you want to see where I was three months ago, check out my website. <laughs> <laughs> so how do you get into comedy after uh, going down and doing this little this short film? Uh, I have a professor who can tell that I'm not really into it and we have coffee and she tells me to try something else. Okay. Yeah. So uh, that's what it, when I started comedy. Yeah. Yeah. How old are you at this time? Early twenties, I guess. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Or right around twenty-ish, I guess. Twenty-one. Yeah. Good. Good. A yeah. good. A good healthy age to start this crazy thing. Yeah. Uh, okay. Where's your first show? My first show is at the Rivoli. Oh. At the Up and Comers. Tuesday night. Bring four of your friends. Oh, it was a Monday. It used to be after the Monday show. It was oh. like the late show on the Monday. Anyone ever go to that? It used to be moderately well attended. Yeah, like, okay. you know, the Rivoli's always yeah, here yeah, and yeah. there. And then, yeah. Yeah. So there were people there. There was like, you know, one of my very early shows. My parents were there, which is funny because I had like bad, dirty jokes about <laughs> my parents. <laughs> Like just bad sort of one-linery shit about my parents and stuff. I remember my stepmom watched the video the first time I ever did comedy, and uh, I did a lot of jerking off jokes. And at first, she's like, "Well, that's a little more information than I, <laughs> I know." Isn't it weird that like <laughs> I don't think anyone is as open with their parents as they wish they were. So they anyone to have a supportive parent who you also kind of have a uh, don't ask, don't tell relationship with. Mm-hmm. The chance of always being sort of found out. It was also also fighting with the ability to pretend that they're kind of just joking. Yeah. Like, well, of course, my son's going to make jerk off jokes. That's part of the business. <laughs> I'm just glad he's never actually jerked <laughs> off. <laughs> I uh, my mom comes out whenever uh, I'm in the Niagara area. My mom comes out and yeah. I say the f- most filthiest shit to her, and I just make her part of the show. Like I'll point her out, and then like say some disgusting shit, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, my mom's right here too, and like it's just. 
she's so desensitized by like anything I've ever because I've been like this my whole life. You yeah, know? you. Yeah, I noticed that you definitely have that relationship with Kira. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. We don't. Uh, she's Kira is unoffendable as well. Yeah. Well, I believe you described her as like my my manager, fiance, and the one I penetrate. <laughs> Something like that. It's like, so fun to be able to talk like that. Yeah. Not only do you talk to her like that, you that is your introduction of her to the world. Mm-hmm. And I admire that hyper truth. Yeah, well, yeah. fuck, we fuck, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I assume that you do. Yeah, scientifically, I have no proof, but I assume it. Yeah. You'll never have proof. You gonna have kids? Nah. No? You no. guys made the choice? Made the choice. Yeah. And what, how long have you been with your lady friend? Oh, like 10 years or more. 10 years? It's she- more. Hang on. 12 years. 12 years. She uh, she ever come to the shows anymore or is she done? Sometimes. If they're a big show? Big show, fun show, if it's somewhere near a good place to eat. Okay. That's her big way. I'm like, ah, I'm doing a, I'm doing a uh, show. Uh, oh, yeah? Yeah. It's, it's, I think it's like over, a, it's near a taco place. Okay, I'll come. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You bring her to the, uh, Sean Hogan's Hangover Cure. Get I did her bring the, her to the Sean Hogan's Hangover it's, Cure. It's free tacos, babe. Just go to town. That's, that's what I mean. On the promise of tacos. Like, I had to, no, I didn't ask her permission, but we were in Montreal. I was staying next to a taco place, and I sort of laid it out very clearly. <laughs> we're in this weird trusting part of our relationship where it's like, ah, oh, yeah, I'm sorry we were out. We are hanging out with these chicks. And then we went and got tacos. And she'd be like, you got tacos? <laughs> so We're very- down at the strip club. Just, yeah. uh, you know, I was getting a lap dance. I got a little hungry. Went yeah. for a burrito. What? Yeah. <laughs> Burritos are our thing. <laughs> yeah. It's a very strange, comfortable part of our relationship. That, that's your, your girl's thing? Tacos? Um, Just food in general. Food in general? Fun food. She, yeah. uh, she, she's a normal eater? uh how do you mean well my my uh my lovely kira is a vegan oh yes of course no she's not well um, okay now here's the thing now i know kira was a vegetarian for a very long time since she was 12 right mm-hmm. we have very recently because of our love for animals have slowly started to shift that line of what we will and won't eat so it started with pigs okay. we, we stopped we gave up pork because i would drive That's in next one, eh? it was a tough one Especially breakfast. You're like, well, you want sausage, bacon, or ham? You're like, okay, well, just maybe throw an extra egg in there. Yeah. And then we- and Beans, then, please. Yeah. And then and then sort of beef, like slowly. I feel like anything I accidentally see a video of having fun, animal-wise, I'm like, well, I can't eat that now. <laughs> so I saw a duck running around with its friend, and I was like, ah, fuck. Uh, yeah. I had, uh, when I went to Verst the other day, the sausage place. Yeah, I had which a, I've been to, for, you know. Yeah. I had a kangaroo sausage. Ooh. And I was just like, because when I'm with Kira and I'm just like, what would you say is the cutest animal on this? <laughs> <laughs> it's like kangaroo for sure. I'm like, yeah, I'll have that. Yeah, it's weird <laughs> that you guys have done it separately, whereas we sort of endeavored to do it together, I guess. Just, I don't know why, out of an agreement that we should start. Well, I think the thing, like, because I came in to the thing as a meat eater. And mm-hmm. she was a vegan, so it's not like we ever changed our eating patterns during right. the relationship. It was just like, I'm going to eat this. Right. She's like, I don't give a fuck what you eat. And she's like, I'm not going to. I'm like, okay, well, don't. Yeah. And um, it's, I don't know, it's working out all right. Like, mostly, most of the things I eat are vegan, except the meat. Well, that's how it all works. But no, it's like... Uh, like side dishes and everything. Like there's no, uh, there's no dairy, no eggs, shit like that. Right. It's just like we we have the same sides, and then I'll throw a hunk of meat on that. Oh, you know? uh, yeah. And then like it's I don't know during the day I I don't really eat meat during the day. So just because now let me ask you this: like, are you unaffected by those videos? Um. Yes. 
because I get like I I grew up. My grandparents had a sheep farm. Ah. Um, until I was about four years old. And then uh, the last day of it being a sheep farm, Grandpa took me into the barn and showed me uh, show me how the world works. Oh. And they were just stringing these. Th- they were shaving them because yeah. they get the wool. And then they were stringing them up and then slitting them open and all their guts would fall down to the ground. And they would kind of clean out the insides and yep. then ship it with the bones and everything. Wow. And I watched this as a kid and I was just like, okay. And he's like, that's meat. That's, that's how you eat your meat. I was like, okay. So I just, I don't know. I've always just been like, you know, it sucks, but that's just the way my world works. Right. So, and I'm sure if I had a pet pig in my life, I would eventually not want to eat bacon. <laughs> right. Exactly. And again, it's funny, right before that, we were very adventurous eaters. And I still am an adventurous eater, but mm-hmm. um, Chanel is uh, half Chinese mm-hmm. and the Chinese side of her family is very... Uh, Th- their diet is very interesting. Well, yeah, I've seen like like which was fun. I would eat real Chinese food, like not the shit you see at like your oh, local talking, Chinese restaurant. Like they 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 eat pretty much anything. Tripe and tendon, yeah, yeah. And, which I quite got into the tripe and tendon. I would eat the chicken's feet. Every chicken's feet at no, dim sum. No, I don't get the point of it. It's a lot of work for not a lot of payoff. Not a lot of meat in a chicken's foot. No, it just feels like it's like crab legs. Like, it feels like yeah, you get any shit out of crab legs. Oh yeah, crab legs. <laughs> I don't care for that work. But <laughs> Chanel and her dad will go to an all you can eat buffet and just like, I think they also are a, a value eater at an all you can, so they know it's a big ticket item. So I watched her and her dad just like take down a pile and they get to work like it looks like someone knitting a scarf <laughs> just the hands are going and just whatever and then at the end yeah. they have a little pile like a pile of meat and go to town yeah my buddy uh he married a uh, girl from china mm-hmm. uh, brought her back and she used to make these uh ever do hot pot yes holy shit man yeah just sweating into that pot by the end of it oh, like i, I just gotta keep eating <laughs> oh i know yeah i've never yeah i never <clears throat> until you get into sort of uh Asian soups. I never really ate much that made my nose run mm-hmm. or like made my face sweat. <laughs> but it's weird. It's like getting a facial and a snack at the same time. Uh-huh. It's so, the best. So what meats have you guys cut out? Just beef and pork. Just beef and pork? Well, pretty much everything but chicken and turkey and that sort of stuff. Chickens are stupid. Fuck them. I know. Like if one of them ever gives me a meaningful look, I'll stop on a dime. But until one of them looks at me and I can see its emotions in its face, I will mm-hmm. eat that yeah. fucker. Yeah. I'll kill you and four of your brothers so I can have wings tonight. I lo- The wing one to me, I do occasionally think like, and again, I just try and think from all sides of it, but like when you do think about animals and resources the wings are especially it because you know exactly how many animals died to make what you're eating it's like (laughs) okay here's 12 wings you're like well that's six no it's four wings per chicken oh you're talking drumsticks and well yeah and and whatever you flat ones nobody nobody ever had a name for those it was like i've heard paper clips paper clips i heard drums and flats drums and flats i'm a drum guy and i always love uh going for wings with somebody who's a flat guy oh you just trade them out just like okay you eat those ones i'll eat these ones oh oh, yeah or you can be that shithead who goes into the restaurant and asks for all flats and oh i I get them at crown and dragon will they do it for you they'll do all drums for me Ah, and it's it's like they the waiter asks he's like you want all drums i'm like well fuck if you're asking (laughs) (laughs) do i want all the good ones oh let me think about that for a sec yeah because the cook uh, one time I told him that I, I, I prefer the drums. He goes, well, just ask for all drums. And then uh-huh. I didn't. The next time he came out and he yelled at me. Because so he this, thought you were withholding from yourself? Well, I don't know. This, uh, have you ever gone for wings at the Crown Dragon? I have. Have you met Vince, the no. cook? Vince is a tiny little Chinese man. And he's uh, 
he's insane a lot of the time. Like, he greeted me last Thursday by kicking me. Ah. And then he had something in his hand. It was like some sort of food that he was eating. And he, while he was kicking me, this food was dripping all over Pew's jacket. Oh, my God. I was like, Vince, get the fuck back in the kitchen. I love it. But then my wings came out, and he came out, and he bumped, tried to bum one. He's like, give me a wing. I'm like, go fucking. Haven't you ever heard of a baker's dozen? Yeah, you, you had your chance. You had them back there. He's like, I got to make sure it's good. He goes, if it's not good, you get your wings for free. I'm like, well, I've already eaten them, Vince. I know they're good. Oh, my God. But the cook bumming food off you, that's uh, that's when you know you go to a place too much. I like I like that. I like casual. Everyone's so proper now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have a little fun. Yeah, you guys, uh, you and the you and the missus into fine dining? Or are you, uh, you like local dives and shit like that? I like that hybrid kind of a restaurant where the food is really good, but the... Uh, ambiance? The ambiance is not... I don't I don't like waiting for somebody to bring me something. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, like I don't like every time you need a little thing, oh, and can I get this whenever you get around to it? Mm-hmm. So I like good food, but I like... There was... Um, Oh, what's that place called? There was a taco place like Bloor and Christie-ish, Taco del Asador, mm. where the food was great, but they just had picnic tables inside. <laughs> that's fine dining to me. I like that. Yeah. fine, Nice chairs. That's fine sitting. <laughs> I like fine dining, shit sitting. Uh, yeah. Have you uh, have you always been an animal lover or was this something no. uh, that, that came with the girl? Came with the girl. Nice. But I'm fully on board. Yeah, yeah. yeah, well, mostly on board. And you uh, tell the people how many dogs you have right now? Four right now. Four dogs. Yes, and our final two foster cats in the basement just got adopted today. Oh, look at that, eh? Yeah. Eight less legs running around the house. Eight less legs. The four dogs, have you You haven't had them since puppies, right? You uh, No. No, you've taken them all in? Hit the pugs since they were about eight months. We have pug mixes. We got one that was eight months old, and then four months later got another one that was eight months old. We've had those since 2009, 2010. Okay. And then the other two were old Shih Tzus that were wandering Brantford, and we, we took them in from the SPCA just, when just they were like 10. Up. Yeah? Yeah. So uh, how long do Shih Tzus last? 17, 18 years yeah. if you're good at them. Have you fostered one to the end yet? One. One? Yes. We had a little blind one that we didn't... It was a poodle we got when she was 17, 16 and change. She lived till she was like... Presumably about nineteen. Okay. Yeah. How how do you take that when that? Uh, it was you, hard, man. Yeah. It's like uh, even when you know it's old. Yeah, it's so strange because Minnie was very like old and very blind, completely blind, and didn't do much but would show little spurts of life. And then even when you know it's time, there's something about the process. They really make it hurt. Yeah. Like, because I've never taken a dog in to get put down, and it is like... Or, we, did we you knew. take this one in to get put down? We, took, we were sort of hoping we would find her one day, but you don't want... There can't be any overlap, really, with suffering, right? Mm-hmm. She was kind of in some pain, and uh, I think she just kind of stopped moving as much. And it's funny, her front end seemed like it was in pretty good shape, and her back end was kind of not yeah. in good shape. So we took her in. First, we took her to Starbucks. And got her a latte and let her just dunk her face into a pile of whipped cream, right? Because it's the end. <laughs> That's how I'm gonna like. You should always just eat everything you want to eat right before you go. And then, but they really like. I'm gonna so eat some wings and then gonna shoot some heroin. That's my last day. That sounds like pretty good. I think if you do it right, you could probably just do it once a month and keep going. <laughs> but yeah, it's really like an emotional thing. Like, and I've never done it before. And you sort of think oh, I'll be fine, but you really like. For the first week, especially, she would uh, 
she sort of lived on the heated floor in the bathroom. So every time you go into the bathroom, you're used to just kind of like seeing her there. Like you're sitting there and she's laying there and you're like, and then so for the first week when she's not there, it's like really kind of devastating. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But she was so- Lonely shits, eh? Uh, what's that? Lonely shits. Lonely shits, man. <laughs> and- Try to call the other dogs in. <laughs> yeah. Guys, come see what come see what dad's making. Come see what dad made. <laughs> yeah. It's, so it's horribly like, but she's so old and so like messed up. So we took her in and then no joke, we came home and on the floor, we found a tooth that had fallen out of her head at some point. Jesus. Yeah. So we put it in a little mason jar in the bathroom. So that's <laughs> like our monument to her. Sort of found it the way like Kevin's dad finds uh, what... Joe Pesci's tooth at the end of Home Alone when he comes home. <laughs> and it was that same sort of yellow color. She was an old-ass dog. So, yeah. Did you have pets growing up? No. So, this was your first forte into it? Yeah, I lived in a bubble, really. We had a... We, did, we didn't have uh, pets growing up. We I tried no. to take in a cat one time, a stray. Uh-huh. And it, uh, it didn't stick around. No. And then um, I bought my parents a dog two weeks before I moved out to college. Oh. Like, I, did you buy it thinking it was yours, but you couldn't take it? Or? No, I bought it... For them, oh. just because I bought, bought this thing. It was, uh, we went to a gun show near my ex-wife's cottage. Um, As you do. Yeah, her parents are hunters. Uh, her dad's hunter. Maybe her mom fucking hunts, I don't ask. Um, but uh, we went to this gun show, and there were these little uh, foxhound dogs. They were little puppies in this back of a pickup truck, 60 bucks. Uh. And then we went back the next day, because uh, my father-in-law was like, I'm getting that gun. <laughs> and I don't. No, we aren't actually even married yet. He's like, I'm getting that gun. So we went back, and uh, the dogs were. Uh, it was last day of the gun show, so they were reduced down to ten bucks. Oh my god! So I'm like, fuck it, we're getting one of those. And I got it, like not knowing what I was gonna do with it. But then, like, I was like, I'm just gonna give this to my parents because my stepmom's always wanted a dog. And then, um, and my dad yelled at me. He's like, what the fuck are you bringing a dog here for? And then, like, two days later, I came home from work, and the dog was sleeping between my dad's legs, and I went to touch it. He goes, she's fucking sleeping. <laughs> I was like, okay, that's your dog now. Yeah. Yeah, it, it works, man. Like, give somebody a dog who doesn't yeah. want a dog well, and, and just wait. And then, um, like, this dog was so fucking spoiled forever. I always told my parents, if reincarnation exists, I want to come back as their dog, because um, they're just, like, they just give it anything it wants. Like, if it's steak night, dog's eating a steak, too, sort of oh, thing, yeah. you know? And um, when it was getting sick... Um, I asked my dad, I was like, where are you going to get a new dog? He's like, I'd never, never get a new dog, never get a new dog. And then like a week later, he was like, goes by something. He's like, we need a dog. It's like, yeah. you just couldn't come home and not have that dog there, you know? Oh, yeah. So, I know. You think you're, I don't know if you think you're like cheating on the other dog or you don't think you could ever love again, but you're lying to yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, it's good. You're, you're rescuing animals. Yeah. You're doing good things out in Brantford. Yep. Living up to Glenn's Glenn Gretzky's uh, reputation. I want. I haven't seen him in a long time. I wonder what he's up to. You, you know what? Drop him a line. Find him on Facebook. Eh? You've inspired me <laughs> to go to the last known address of Glenn Gretzky <laughs> and see if he's still. Get there. your old film crew documentary uh, buddies out, and you can yeah <laughs> finding Glenn search Gretzky. for Glenn. <laughs> yes. Um, and uh, you know we're pretty much done our hour. How did you feel? I had a good time. I always... Is there uh, anything you wanted to talk about that we didn't get to? Well, Stephen Hawking died. And here's the thing. I didn't realize how many people on Facebook were huge fans of his until he died. <laughs> and suddenly everybody has their favorite quote in a meme. Yeah, everyone's like, coming. I think um, going back to what we were talking about earlier, the funniest thing I said uh, about Stephen Hawking's was uh, Tyler Morrison posted, 
Stephen Hawking's inspired me to finally buy a travel pillow or some shit. I forget what the quote was, but it's just like how he wrote it. I was like, that's that's good. That's See, good. at least he's being honest about his relationship where like everyone suddenly, I think when someone smart dies, you just have to go, I'm on that side. Yeah, yeah. I'm I, sorry. I, they're smart. I, I knew them. They're, I'm, I that's how they died. I didn't give a fuck. I saw he died this morning. I'm like, well, my life changes no, no bit. Yeah. Like, yeah, of course. And, I mean, he did great stuff, but you can't even pretend to understand it because he's smarter than you. We don't even know what he did made any sense because he's smarter than you. And suddenly you're like, oh, a smart person died. And that's sort of my thing. Smart is sort of my deal. So I'm sad. You just like getting drunk and doing the voice. Oh, too funny. Yeah. I will say one last thing. I admire a man who's been backed into a corner like that and has made has had his decision made for him on where he should excel. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, I'd be as smart as him if I had to make that decision. Whereas, I spent a lot of my life wondering, should I be more active? (laughs) Should I get get out on my new bike? If I spend as much time wondering if I should jog, you know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah, he's just, uh, what else is he going to do besides be fucking smart? Exactly. I hear you. I hear you. Um, you got a, uh, you got a upcoming, uh, special coming to Crave TV. Yes. When's this coming out? It is coming out in May. May. It's coming out in May on Crave TV. Nice. So. One hour special. One hour special. All chitting all the time. All chitting all the time on Crave TV. So get your friend's password now. I, I'm a Crave, T- Crave TV subscriber. As am so I. So I, uh, I'll probably watch. <laughs> Tell you what, don't get the spe- don't get crave for me, but get it for all the great HBO that's on there. They have The Wire and mm-hmm. all these other great things. We've been going through The Sopranos. Kira's never yes. watched it before. I'm on my tenth tenth go through. Nice, and, and I'm four seasons into Boardwalk Empire. So get crave for that we're, stuff. We're gonna go Boardwalk after this. Yeah, it's, a nice, uh, do it. it's very well. It's all the same people. Yeah, of course it. I know they but, get their uh, cast. Yeah, Buscemi's so fucking great in that. It's so good. Mm-hmm. So get it for that, and then like just when you need to cleanse yourself of all the murder and stuff that's in Boardwalk Empire, watch ten minutes of my special. Yeah, treat it like a big Toblerone you got for Christmas. Snap Turn off it on. Piece. Walk out of the room, just just so he gets the uh, the ping. Get the numbers up. <laughs> Tell you what, put it on. Start doing dishes, and if you hear some stuff you like, take a break, go sit down, watch it. But if you don't like it that much, just run in the background one time. Do it for do it for Gammy. That's me. I'm if Gammy. If you if you gotta keep the kids occupied, he's a very clean comic. You know, yeah. sit him in front of the TV. Just put the, put on Graham Chittenden, let it go. And what else they got? Oh, and if not, uh, you can watch every single James Bond movie ever made. I don't know why that's the only movies on Crave TV. Yeah, they must have got a deal. Very odd, very yeah. odd. But uh, check out Graham. You want to plug your socials? You want these people to come find you? Takes a lot of pictures of dogs, guys. Yes. Uh, anything you need is Graham Chit. G-R-A-H-A-M. C-H-I-T. That's my Instagram. That's my Twitter. That's my uh, that website. Been, that could have been your name change. Shit. Well, I was one bad review away from that being a the terrible shit. decision. Yeah. <laughs> the shit is the shit. Exactly. There's your, there's your headline right there. That's what I should have done. It's also, <laughs> I think when you shorten it, people think it's Mexican. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. So Graham Chit will get you where you need Graham to go. Graham Chit. Graham yeah. Chit. <laughs> All right. Well, this has been fun, man. Thank you for coming down. Me and you gotta go. Uh, gotta go entertain the stoners down at the old Dope and Mike Comedy. Yes. Every single Wednesday, Underground Comedy Club. That's where you can find me, guys, and uh, Jeff Paul Comedy on all the socials and the websites and the emails and whatever you need. Jeff Paul Comedy, guys. This has been another episode of the Potato Files here on Never Sleeps Network. Thank you very much, Graham, for coming in. A lot of fun. I had a great time. Fuck yeah, man. Bye, everybody. Peace.
Never Sleeps Network. This has been a Never Sleeps Network production, executive produced by Alex Ross. For more information and content, visit NeverSleepsNetwork.com. Hello to the five people still listening and mom. Thank you for listening to the Potato Files here on Never Sleeps Network. Now that you're done this, go check out another NSN podcast created right here in Toronto. Comedy and wrestling fans, check out Casey Corbin's wrestling podcast, Talkin' Wrestling, here on NeverSleepsNetwork.com. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye.